Hello and Happy New Year and welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and the opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, as always, you can hop, hop over and join us live on the YouTubes and the Facebooks. Love to see you over there. Love the interaction. Love the chats. And maybe tonight will be a little bit special as well, since we'll be talking about all of our New Year's resolutions. Okay, so you know me. My name is, who am I? I am John Ruark. I'm a past master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957 in Fairfax, Virginia. Next up, we have uh, Jason Richards. How are you doing tonight, Jason? I'm good. How are you? I am well. Who's your friend? My friend is Mary. She decided that she wanted to hop up into my lap. So here we are. I'm also a past master of Vacation Lodge number 16 in Clifton, Virginia, and members of an academic lodge called Colonial in D.C. and then Lafayette Lodge out of Ohio. Okay. Good to hear. Good to hear. And we also have a tag, a stinger <laughs> from Mary. So hello, Mary. There right. we go. Oh. And Our ratings are going to go through the roof on this episode. It's a feline-friendly episode. Yes. Unless... Unless there's a big hulking Great Dane behind Joe. We'll have to see. Wait for it. There is. Where is she? Where is she? She's, She's sleeping. Somewhere. We'll get her later. Oh. Hi, everybody. Hi. Happy New Year. Hi. Happy New Year. I'm Joe. I'm waiting for my name to show up. There you Joe go. Martinez. That's, that's, there it is. Yeah, hello. Hi. Happy New Year. Uh, let's see. This week I am still the Worshipful Master of Manassa Lodge number 182. Having been kicked out yet, and uh, since we're doing all our resumes, I'm also a member of Benjamin B. French Lodge, number 15, in the District of Columbia, and Ezekiel Bates Lodge, no number, in Attleboro, Massachusetts, and a lodge in the UGLE, and that's it this week, I think, yeah. Cool. So, I think you've officially run out of all of your Blue Lodges to to cover, right? You don't have... You didn't join anymore in the past I demit. I demitted from one, yes. Gone down. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. Big move, big move, yeah. Lighten up the wallet a little bit. Yeah, you're you know. making space. Making space. I was gonna for say, you know, it's <clears throat> you know, it's bad when uh, when your TMR host has to wait for a cue card to remember his own name. <laughs> but then you rattled off all the lodges you're a member of, and it's I you know what? It's been a busy week. That's me, Joe Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> this week, this week's episode brought to you by Joe Martinez. All right. And a whole bunch of products that I got for Christmas that I'll probably <laughs> throw out there. <laughs> we we like don't have Soda any, Street. Soda Stream. We don't have any sponsors or affiliations. Come on, this, this would have been have. great. We but we, we do have, have awesome. Papers. Just wait until those aprons. Oh, that's a little little side side or gift we got ourselves. Uh, let's see. Weeks. But yeah, speaking of sponsors, holy smokes, do we love our patrons? You guys are awesome for helping us uh, keep the show going for m many, many years to come. And, uh, you know, the new year will bring new things thanks to you. So thank you guys very much. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash the Masonic Roundtable and chip in a few bucks. You can chat with us uh, over in our Facebook group. And this week, we'd love to hear, with, hear from our Knights and Squires. What is your New Year's resolution? So there you go. Yeah, you know, can I... Can I just say before we get started tonight, um, had a fantastic time with the gift exchanges back last month. That was cool. Um, both more. the open one we did with everybody, but then also the little closed one that we did with the Knights and Squires. Um, for the Knights and Squires, we uh, <clears throat> each of us drew a, a name randomly and ended up getting to, to curate a a box of goodies and send that off to that that unsuspecting knight or squire uh, and then the open one was just a a great exchange had a, had a bunch of folks um participating in that got some really great books out of it and got to send some some tmr pins and and great stuff so it was, it was a lot of fun so thanks so much for to everybody who participated oh Can yeah, I, that's I was, not I was what actually, i was thinking you were holding up I'm so, no, I'm not. No, I'm going to separate them because I know okay. what you were thinking. That okay, threw me for but a loop. Sorry. This was my this was my secret Santa gift. It was all handmade leather. They're items. detachable when you get married. 
They're, yeah. They're, well, you get to give them to your spouse after real. you get married. You human them and leather. Yes. Put them away. That's right. Human leather. <laughs> Very sounds of the lambs. Um, no, I'm glad Jason said something. <laughs> that was absolutely <laughs> That's a, a first. fantastic. Yes. It was very fantastic, um, Secret Santa. I'm going to put this away. You're about to make me curse, and I know the rule about cursing on this show. You're about to make me curse and break that rule. You're going to get us demonetized. So, <laughs> yes, not for kids. No. Yeah, I mean, this it's is awesome. like I got two cents a month anyway. So, it's- dude, stop rubbing that cat. It's so weird. Like, quit it. Put it down. This really is all going to get us booted. So, God. anyway. Heaven, what is going on now? <laughs> so much, so much awful. I need an adult. Okay, so uh, let's let's move oh, on. Cat. Let's talk about <laughs> this week's topic. So, new year, new you, and here we are uh, do, uh, continuing the Masonic Roundtable tradition of talking about New Year's resolutions. So, hopefully, no one will go back and see if we're held accountable to all the ones we resolve to do every year. Um, but you know, it's it's always good. It's refreshing. I know a lot of us are in, about uh, personal self-improvement, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I think it's always healthy to share, start the conversation about uh, New Year's resolutions because um, it's not hopping on a fad. It's actually doing what we came here to do. Um, so I thought we'd actually start the conversation about resolutions in general, because, you know, why do we care? Why do we care as, as Freemasons about making resolutions? Why would you, why would you think that would be the case? Jason? I think there's something to be said about, you know, Freemasonry is a, very much a sanctification process. Uh, you can look at it that way. The mission of the fraternity is to take good men and make them better in that that process of bettering both yourself and, and your fellow uh, Masonic brothers um, is is a you know is a lifelong process and you know there there are some who believe that you know you're never truly a master mason or you never reach that pinnacle of uh your spiritual edifice um until you pass through the the gate into the holy of holies you know at the time of death um you don't have a perfect ashler already because uh, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's more perfect than most uh, <laughs> on this call. But, no. No, it's, you know. But that's it. That's, I, you nailed I, it. Yeah. It usually do. I. <laughs> no, not that part. The part about <laughs> working. Working toward that perfect dash. We're going from the rough to the yes. perfect dashler. Yes. Right. What, what do you think, Joe? So, yeah, I think, I think Jason touched on it quite well. I think that um, I'm going to steal a quote from a very good dear friend of ours, uh, Brother Sean Bradshaw, where he calls Freemasonry a transformational science. I think that is one of the most awesome ways to describe Freemasonry. Um, it, it is meant to be transformational. It's not meant to be, you know, come to a crappy meeting, eat some stale green beans, um, pass around really old candy play with the rappers really loud. So you interrupt everything, that kind of thing. That's not, it's, it's purpose. You know, that's the, that's the superfluities of, of Freemasonry. But when you get down to the core and, and the basics and the purpose of what it is, it's meant to change you. Um, and how do we do that? We, we, we go through a, a drama, which if you're a Mason, you know what that drama is and it has a very defined ending. And at that point, you're supposed to leave all that old crap behind. You know, that's the lesson leave that old crap behind and be a little bit better than you were yesterday. And I I think it culminates perfectly in new year's resolutions. Yeah, I'd echo that. Um, So for those of you watching live, go ahead and and start the conversation in the chat, either on Facebook or on YouTube. I want to hear what your new year's resolutions are and maybe we'll see if others have the same, but yeah, I'll I'll echo what uh, both these gentlemen said, you know, the whole point of where our tagline is to take good men and make them better. And if you're not, getting better you're not improving if you're not improving then you're stale right then why it's, are you here then why are you here right we've we've defeated why the whole point here? right and so we, while we have moral instruction through a, a series of um degrees that help us get there uh, amongst many things then we have personal journeys that we need to go on uh but yeah that that's it and you know i would I would actually go so far as to say that if you aren't taking on resolutions of some sort, 
you're really not a good mason. It's Ooh. controversial. So Ooh. I would I would caveat that though. Um, Thank you, Mr. Diplomacy. Because you don't need to wait until New Year's to resolve Never to said. make yourself better. So John, you and I are both a big fan of Kaizen, which is small iterative incremental sustainable improvements you know one percent better every day Mm -hmm. so don't use new year's as an excuse to prolong getting yourself together absolutely um it's really cool there's um a couple of good books about the power of timing that i've read a couple years ago one of them is called when by dan daniel pink daniel pink has written a lot of leadership kind of books but this one was interesting because he wanted to do look at the science of timing and while there is inspiration for people to on new year's start something new and yes we know with data that you know like 90 95 percent of new year's resolutions fail that's not what i think we should be focusing on we should be focusing on trying to improve right so it's not did we fall off the horse? It's getting on the horse. And what do they tell you when you fall off the horse? What are you supposed to do? Get back on the horse again. Shoot it. <laughs> yes. Or shoot the horse. Yep. Oh. Yep. Glue factory. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but but in in uh, in Dan Pink's book, what I like is that he, he does emphasize, you know, there are many times to hit that reset button, not just January 1st, right? You can, if you are driven by milestones to get you started, there's... The, the first day of the week, your birthday, your spouse's birthday, um, your payday, like you could, whatever motivates you to just hit that reset button and try again, that's more important than trying and failing. Right. So, yeah. So Jason, Jason nailed it. It's not about, we need to do the show on January 1st and hope for the best and never talk about it again. It's that. <laughs> The mere act of being an introspective Freemason makes us more susceptible for self-improvement and growth that drive us to new beginnings many times throughout the year. It's all about creating good habits, right? You make, you you know, you can shoot for the moon in your resolutions, but sometimes that becomes self-defeating because if you shoot for something unobtainable, and you get down on yourself when you don't actually obtain it, then, you know, where does that leave you? Whereas if you shoot for small incremental iterative improvements, then you have a chance to, you know, you, you do, you do something for, you know, 30 days, it becomes a habit. You do something for a couple of years, it becomes a tradition. And it's just a way to really trick your mind into taking on um, desired behaviors over time, um, so that it becomes a second nature to you. Sorry, we, it's a tradition we've we've never done it that way. So we're gonna we've uh, always done it this way. I I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going back to um, I'm going back to what you said before about why are you here? I think that literally we should put a square and compass on it, and that should be the new bumper sticker over to be one ask one like. Why are you here with a square and compass on it? Because that kind of I like gets it gets back to the core of of right. Why are you here? What is your purpose? Um, is it really to just sit there and bemoan things and complain about this or do nothing? Um, you know, there's a lot of do nothing going on in not just the world, but especially in the world lately. But we're not going to get political about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of do nothing and sitting on your butt, but that also exists in in our gentle craft as well, and it's kind of a bummer, right? Um, but back to what Jason said, I'm going to disagree with him a little bit, um, and throw out some, uh, Norman Peel, you know, you got that quote that says you shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. So go, go big, you know, go give it a whirl, give it a try. Even if you fail, you still accomplish a little bit more than you did yesterday, but so yeah. go crazy. I love you know, that. Not but there's something to be said that. about knowing yourself. Uh, and if yes. you are so liberated. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah, I know nothing about that. It's on my arm. It's um, literally written on your sleeve. <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes. Arm. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not the Kaizen guy, if you haven't noticed, folks. I am the dumpster fire guy, so I'm yes. just running out there. More Japanese, less fire. Greek on your arm, Joe. Yes. I don't have any more room for any more languages on my arm. New Year's resolution. No more tats this month. So. No, but um, actually, 
Um, is that the Greek word for soup? <laughs> for soup, yeah. <laughs> Written on your arm, yeah. Means butterfly butt. <laughs> so, um, so I'm glad you brought up that, that Norman Peel quote because I actually like that um, about if you shoot for the moon, you know, if you shoot for the stars and you reach the moon, then that's that's still progress. And I think that's something that people try to kick themselves up about unattainable goals, but don't measure their actual progress along the way. So, um, you know, and then there's a similar quote that actually um, started or discovered and started using over the past year, um, which uh, I'm going to, I'm drawing a blank right now, but basically it says like all of life is an experiment and those who make, who do the most experiments wins. And, and, I dig uh, it. and the, the point is, is my that first thesis advisor told <laughs> me he who writes the most drafts wins. See, that was before I left him for a different thesis advisor. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, when you're when you're perfect the first time, it's uh, it's hard to go up from there. I know, but, but yeah, I mean, so Some people just don't accept that. So whether you take it as you know aiming high, or whether you take it as that I'm going to try this and I'm going to just keep trying new experiments, get some new data because I'm, I'm a data driven guy. I want to even in you know non product managing kind of things, but even in in spiritual in personal right goals is well let me try this for a week and if i fail eh, i tried it for a week you know and i I have some knowledge of what worked and what doesn't and i'll I'll tweak the variables and i'll try again so that that also applies for your personal growth that applies for freemasonry as well and i've said before you know in a perfect world that you know we would have lodges like that would experiment with all sorts of structures combinations affinities Right, that we'd let a thousand flowers bloom. Right, we would let experimentation grow to see what works because we won't know because everyone has great ideas. <clears throat> Let me get on my soapbox for a second. <clears throat> when you talk about the uh, the membership problem, that uh, everyone's like, "Well, this is what I think the membership problem uh, solution is, and this is what I think the solution is." Great, nobody knows. Try it. The only way to know is to actually try one of your solutions and measure the results. That's the only way. That you're going to to find out. Yes, uh, you with the Greek on your arm. Question, Dr. Ruark. So what if, going back to Freemasonry, what if they do the same thing 40 times in a row and it still gives you crappy results? What do what, you do then? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again ah, and expecting yes. different results. That's, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> it's when you get more than five dues cards in your wallet. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's, we promised we wouldn't be hurtful to each other this year. You got to okay. slim that George Costanza I never wallet. made that promise. <laughs> really? We'll talk after. But <laughs> this episode wow. brought to you by SodaStream. Oh, gosh. This is what happens when Robert isn't here to bring us all back down. Yeah. Nope. You he can't have the three Virginia guys in a room by themselves. He, he would be the stoic guy to bring he something would. really deep to this conversation. He would. That's not me. <laughs> Not me at all. <laughs> Speaking of, so on our YouTube chat, um, Brother Jose, great brother, he brought up a really interesting point. I really like it. He says maybe that's why most lodges have their installations around St. John's Day or the winter solstice. I love that. I think that's phenomenal. And, you know, we, we didn't have a show during the winter solstice. I think we had one right before it and talked about all but the But we did talk about the solstice feasts, right? We exactly. Did. We did. And, and you guys but, did. What's the purpose? Oh, that's right. You weren't here. You were doing your hair or something or rubbing a cat. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a perfect, perfect I was holding back my hair, <laughs> whatever. Um, I think that's a great analogy. I mean, that is literally the, the shortest day in the year, right? So everything after that, you get a little bit more sunshine and until we get to the June solstice. Um, so there's my dog for your cat. So, you know, I dare you to bring her up. So, cause she'll eat her, but no, I think that's absolutely she beautiful. And, and I love that. Oh, good. Well, she's sleeping. She's kind of useless, but, but yeah, no, I think that's a lovely, lovely analogy. And I think it really fits the resolutions motif of, you know, it's, you know, you're in a dark spot or you're in a dark place or you're in a rut and you need to get out. Guess what? The sun will shine tomorrow. We promise you, at least for the foreseeable future. And you can go to China now and get dollar. Because now they're building suns in China. They'll uh, be suns. Yes, brand new suns in China. Only for like a minute, 30 seconds, though. Well, gravity, you know. You're such a Debbie Downer. 
I know. I, I'm a pragmatist. Wow. You're, you're so... <laughs> that pragmatist has a lot of gray in his beard. Every time you see it, that's all I say. That's not as bad as Ruox. Yeah, did you, did you dip your chin in some ice cream or something? Or? <laughs> hey, I'm not 40 yet like you guys. <laughs> close so let's uh let's talk about uh other depressing things like what are our new year's resolutions so yes. um <clears throat> since uh jason's very smarmy tonight and missed uh, our last episode <laughs> i'm gonna start with you so jason okay what is your yeah. personal set of new year's resolutions so last year was very much a you know, you have you have years of upheaval and transformation, and then you have kind of plateau and you know kind of sustainable years. Last year, what for me was a year of upheaval and, and transformation, and so early to to middle of last year um, took some dedicated time to better my own personal mental health was in, was in a couple rough spots, uh, just, just mentally with, with things that were going on in my life. And so spent a good bit of time, number of months of chipping away at, at my mental health and getting myself into a really, really good state. And from there said, okay, I'm, I'm in a good state mentally, now what can I do to get into a better state physically? And, um, you know, ended up getting an exercise bike and uh, really started working on my physical health. And for, for this year, given that last year was such a, a year of transformation and upheaval, um, honestly, my, my biggest resolution this year is to maintain those healthy habits that I started last year, both um, with my mental health coming to to a point of very strong mental health, but then also continuing to keep that healthy habit of, of um, engaging in good physical activity and physical health practices on, you know, a, a weekly basis. And so those are those are two things that are just really really important to me and uh you know when i when i took my new job back a, about a year and a half ago those really fell off the bandwagon and so this year i want to maintain those good habits and, and those transformative activities that i did last year while starting to turn my eye to spiritual health and starting to to work a little bit on on the spiritual health once i have those healthy mental and physical health habits set in stone and that's really my resolution for this year yeah i mean that's awesome because i think too few people Kaizen. that yeah that continuation of can can also be the right answer right to continue the good things Right to to keep that going, right? Because we always focus on changing something or, or starting something new. But if you know something's working well for you, kaizen that, right? You just to start with that and start improving that, right? Um, don't need if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Is like what I like to say. So that's that's a good place to start. And and again, you know, we've, geez, what is this? We're entering year, year three of COVID, right? So we all we all know what uh, an upset that's been for everyone's professional personal mental health and everything um so yeah like if if by now if we found something that's that's working for us as we've adjusted yeah let's let's keep going with that so i admire that that's super cool all right um how about you joe what what are your personal new year's resolutions yeah how about me how about you how about me so uh i think my biggest which, by the way, you're the new guy, so you didn't get a chance to do this this year, or last. I know, year, so, so I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't skirted out on seven years of previous. This is being recorded, so. and we will hold you accountable next year. That's fine. That is fair. Um, hey, um, so my big New Year's resolution is, and I'm glad you brought up stuff like the third year of the pandemic and things like that, because it kind of touches on it. But I think for me, the biggest New Year's resolution has to be to take in less negativity and start to not 
be exposed or listen to so much negativity because there really there's so much negativity in the world, whether it's the news and social media and the people around you. Um, I've seen people change in these last three years and become way more negative and close-minded about things. Um, I, I, I'd like to say it's because of the pandemic, but I, I think it's more of them showing their true nature, you know, now that it's more raw and exposed and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm getting to a point in my life where I just don't want to hear it anymore. Um, you know, negativity only breeds more negativity. And I think the only way to, to fix that and to combat that is to, to be that tiny little candlelight in the window and, and, you know, promote more positivity and be less negative, both in your, in your words and in your deeds. Um, so I think that's, this that's little be light of mine. I'm just going to let it shine. shine. Hell yeah. So, but yeah, I think that, I mean, like I said, moving into year three of this, this poop show, um, I think that COVID you mean, you know, not TMR. Yes. Okay. Not TMR. No, TMR. Love TMR. Um, good show. You guys do great. Um, I think that, you know, we need to get to a break point of, of how are we going to turn this corner mentally? And I think the biggest way to do that is to dispel some of the negativity or not allow it to enter our lives and, and just permeate the way that, that it does for so many people. And, and to Jason's point, it affects people mentally. It affects people physically. It affects people spiritually. I mean, this has got to have been a, a trying time for so many people's spiritual health um, that I, I can't even imagine. But I think that, you know, one of our tenants and one of our tasks to do, you know, if we want to wear the square and compass on our hats and on our rings and on our jackets and on our necklaces and on our bumper stickers is to, to be that agent of change um, and, and just start doing it now. You know, I, I'm not going to be all Kaizeni on it and say, just do it now. You know, you don't need a start date, just start now and do it now and, and see what works. Um, because I think if enough people do that, I think we can start to change that, that, that group mind that we have of just everything is crap and everything's horrible and tomorrow's going to be worse than it was today. And all these thoughts that people are, are struggling with and not able to share. Um, I think we need to give them another avenue to, to express positivity. Um, mm -hmm. So that's mine. I like that. I like the, the focus on the positive thing, because that was going to be certainly one that I wanted to emphasize as well. Right. Well, um, I did it first. So you're welcome. Joe, so is stream. that a glowing? So in addition to your what? soda stream, is that a uh, glowing tesseract on your shelf in front of your uh, green it lantern? lantern? It's distracting. It That's okay. so distracting. Okay. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotta have all yes. six. Gotta have all six. Yes, gotta collect them all. Okay, so let's gotta see. Catch them all. Okay, over to me. Oh, there um, goes the monetization. Yes. Now, now we have to <laughs> owe Nintendo of America um, some sort of licensing agreement here. So let's see. Uh, this year, um, I actually wanted to kind of mix it up a bit because I wanted to take a different framework. I love. In case you haven't met me by now, I love my frameworks. I love grabbing onto. Um, different mental models that you can kind of hang ideas off of, right? They don't have to be perfect, but at least you can start having a conversation about these. And one, one framework that I have not seen used for um, like New Year's resolutions is actually something that's very popular in the, the commercial world called the Blue Ocean Strategy. So Blue Ocean Strategy is <clears throat> a, a framework for if you know you are going to innovate in a company and you're trying to do something that you're competitors are not doing that hence the we're not going to swim in the red ocean where the sharks are already are always eating we want to go hunt for the the fish out in the blue ocean hence the the no blood right the the blue ocean uh one one way to do that is to think of how are you going to create space just like we said earlier with joe about how, how are we going to um you know not pay as many dues so we have space to enjoy the lodge that we have or um are we going to make space for our new New Year's resolutions, as it were? Um, one way to do that is by thinking of thinking of like knobs on a dial. Like, what am I going to reduce so that I can raise something over there? Or another way to think of it is, if you grab the you know one end of a balloon, you're going to shrink one side, but you're going to expand the other side. 
And so, you know, you want to focus on what do I want to expand and then therefore what do I want to shrink? So the, the way they break it down into four things, they are going to uh, break those components into what am I going to reduce? What am I going to raise? But then also, what am I going to completely eliminate so that I can create something brand new on the other side? So it's, it's uh, eliminate, reduce, raise, and then create. So there's four aspects and that you could apply even for your, your personal life is like, what do I want to do in my life that I want to make room for? And to make room for those things, I have to get rid, I have to reduce or, or eliminate some things so that I can grow, raise, or create those other things. So to eliminate some things, I, I was really struggling on what do I want to eliminate this year? And um, to be honest, like I'm really lucky because I guess through some <clears throat> you know, soul searching and stuff over the past year, I don't have too many negative things that I really need to cut out completely in my life. And that's a blessing, right? I know there's some people that just need to cut out a lot of negativity like Joe. I mean, not negativity from Joe, but like what Joe said. <clears throat> we but know what you meant. You can choose, you can choose however you want to interpret that. Um, but we're <laughs> stuck with them. So, you know, you could, you, you know, I don't think I need to eliminate much, but what do I need to reduce are certainly my, my time sucks. I think that's one thing that I know that, and goodness gracious, they do a good job of it. I can be on TikTok for many hours at a time and it's, it sucks. It sucks me in, man. It's, it's so, it's so much fun. Um, and whether it's, it's TikTok or whether it's just media consumption. So I read a, a ton of blogs. I read a ton of tech blogs, Masonic blogs. I mean, I, you name it. I, I have lots of, you know, um, eclectic interests and, and I, I read a lot about them. And so, um, I know it takes up a lot of my time. I know I enjoy it and I know that it, it actually serves no purpose, right? I'm not a professional writer. I'm not trying to, you know, um, take this information and apply it somewhere else. So I know that, um, media consumption, you know, whether it be TV, blogs, podcasts, whatever, uh, for those who, that aren't truly edifying that aren't truly happy you know they are not sparking joy in the Marie Kondo kind of way <clears throat> really those things I need to reduce um, and uh, you know I won't go so far as to say there's a there's a book on my bookshelf back here by um, an author by the name of Tim Ferriss he's a big <clears throat> life hacker extraordinaire and he wrote a book called the four-hour work week good book by the way a um, little dense and probably only applies you know maybe 20% of it actually you can, you can actually do, but uh, a really good book about thinking about a different mindset. And one of them, he said, get rid of, cut out media altogether <clears throat> because he says, like, what's it serving? Like, it's not getting you to your, your goal of creating something new. So what, what purpose does it serve? And, you know, enter entertainment is hard, right? Um, what, what purpose does entertainment serve? So as long as you're happy, as long as it's sparking joy, keep doing it. But that is, uh, those things that aren't sparking joy, I really need to reduce. Uh, so what, then what does that give me more room to raise or do more of? <clears throat> and I know that, uh, there are some things, especially when, you know, like you're working from home, like I am that, uh, you know, there are things that, that kind of become regular chores as they were. And I think I need to, I need to do a better job of finding ways to automate those, <clears throat> whether it's, um, you know, doing smaller batch sizes every day, like laundry every day, instead of just wait till the end of the week or, you know, um, <clears throat> find ways to automate those things that we regularly do. I think that, uh, there's, there's ways that I could do that. And, um, another thing I want to do more of this year, I was one of those that got completely obsessed with pickleball during the pandemic. So I definitely want to do more pickleball for my, for my personal health, for my physical health, uh, cause it's fun and that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. So, um, don't know if any of you guys have picked that up. It's a lot of fun. Which finally leads you to the last category of now. Now that I've eliminated some things, reduced some things, what am I going to make room for? What am I going to create? And every year, because you can go back and, and hold me to this one, every year I do encourage everyone to create a new Lodge presentation every year. And I will also create one for this year as well. I <clears throat> um, already have a topic in mind on you know, the parallels between Christian mysticism and the Lodge experience. So I'll be working on that. Um, and that will be my goal for this year is to create a, a new lodge presentation uh, that <clears throat> is personal to me and then hopefully edifying to others. And then finally, I want to create those systems of automation, right? Um, 
because the last thing I'll say about this is that um, <clears throat> habits um, habits are, are the way to win, right? Systems are the way to win, not pure intrinsic motivation. There are some days we are not motivated, and that is life, right? That is, uh, that's natural. <clears throat> Um, so if you say, if you're, if you're counting on motivation to get something done, it only goes so far, you're going to fall off that horse. But if you create a system that, you know, gets you to do the same thing, to build a habit, that's much more powerful to win. So, um, just a quote from Scott Adams, the, the Dilbert guy, he says, the only way to succeed in the long run is by using a system that bypasses your need for willpower. So what does that, what does that mean? So that would be something like, um, okay, I want to work out every day and maybe my workout is 20, 30 minutes, but if I can't do 20 minutes, can I do five minutes, right? If you can just say that I've done it for five minutes, that's your system, right? And so it's not about, oh, I didn't get to 30 minutes. I'm a failure. I've fallen off the horse. It's, can I build a system where it's not about the quantity? It's about the the actual just doing it and building a system of keeping the chain going. Don't break the chain. That seems to be um, a lot more uh, successful. So that's my thought. You like it? Don't like it? That was a lot. Yeah, it was I mean, a lot. I've, I've been thinking about this stuff. Yeah. Good time. I will. I will say I am working on a new presentation and paper as well for this year. So Ooh, <laughs> I'm hopping on that bit. Um, I am doing a lot of research into, um, so I've always had a fascination with death. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was the guest editor for the Fraternal Review magazine issue That's on right. death. Um, and so I am uh, currently doing a paper for the Kansas Lodge of Research. That will be my entry into the Kansas Lodge of Research, I hope. Um, paper uh looking at near-death experiences Ooh, so, and there are there are some some really interesting conclusions and comparisons to draw um but i will i will save those for uh for the paper and the presentation that'll come out of it yeah no spoilers but i'm looking forward no spoilers. to spoilers so um just using motivation and motivation alone, I've already written a new presentation for this year. So it's done. What? Started on the first. It's been done. It's already posted, ready for P. And I think I'm already going to be doing it next month uh, down in Richmond. So, yeah, I wrote a uh, – it was basically written more out of anger than anything else. So <laughs> it's a uh, – basically, it's a presentation, a uh, Masonic presentation that basically talks about how every single thing you do in the lodge is actually, I'm going to say the word esoteric. Um, so when you go to a boring, terrible meeting, all of the things that you do from the minute you walk in to the minute the door opens up again, it's all esoteric and it has meaning. And I'm sure it will upset some folks, but um, it's the truth. How is the reading of the minutes esoteric? Oh, you have to wait and see, my friend, because it's in there. I, I need to okay. see this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You did, it yeah. didn't pass the editorial board. Your thesis is denied. No, nor should it. Yeah, if Joe all of a sudden disappears from the Masonic Roundtable, you'll know that the uh, the rest of us disagreed with his assessment. That's right. I'll have the NAACP contact you guys forthwith. So. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Boo. <laughs> there, that's we amazing fi we fixed the glitch <laughs> we broke the law of two the though <laughs> or the law of three there it yes. is yes we did okay yes good stuff good stuff all right so now now the the big question becomes out of ourselves now we need to think about what are we going to wish for that or hope for the resolutions of freemasonry writ large right because it's a new year new lodge and and i just to preface this too you know we're one year closer to you know this membership decline um you know i i hate to say but here we are in 2022 um my estimate has is still on on track of you know we'll we'll be at zero freemasons by 2040 i want to be wrong 
I thought it got a little worse once the Masonic Services Association posted their updated numbers. I thought they were... I need to adjust those. I need to check on that. I, I thought they were a little worse <laughs> than your projections, yes. Yeah. But so let's let's go let's go with twenty forty for now. But either way, we're still we're we're not improving. We're not we're not gaining membership. And that's again, we're not gonna have the conversation about dying versus refining. But you know, we, we do need to think about how we're going to improve Freemasonry writ large. And so I wanted to open it up uh, for some of our thoughts and some of the thoughts in the chat of what do we think our resolutions should be for Freemasonry. So we'll start with Joe and then go to Jason and over to me. So what do you think, right. Joe? What would you, um, what's your resolution for Freemasonry? Uh, you know, you know my stance on all this and we're not going to rehash our old opinions on things. Um, Cause I am a very opinionated person, but I <gasps> think that, yes, but I think that we should, what? You know, yeah, just a bit. I think we should take this opportunity and it's an opportunity, I think to bring back into turn our lodges. Our, all right, fine. I'll turn it off when it comes up. <laughs> I'm not getting up right now. <laughs> um, uh, Cause then the dog will get up. But uh, I think we should take this time and, and treat it like an opportunity to bring back into our lodges. What, our lodges need and it could be different and i'm not going to say that my answers are the right. end all be all exactly. and, and are going to work for every single lodge but take a long hard look at your lodges wherever they are and put back in what's missing um you know whether it's more solemnity or whether it's more fellowship or whether it's better ritual um would you say you get out of it what you put into it absolutely not i, I <laughs> oh, hate okay. that i absolutely despise why you thought i was going to say that no i uh, no because that's not true you. right you get i know you are you get out of freemasonry what is put into you right so if you give soggy boring vapid experiences to your new members guess what in a year or so they're not going to come back and they're never going to come back and you've ruined freemasonry for them um so that that is just the biggest load of poop i've ever seen in my life it's <laughs> it's not what it's not you get in what you what you put into it it's it's what you put into those new people and how you treat it and they're going to do the same things that you do because that's what they've learned so going back to what john was talking about those those habit forming things and those things that if you do a certain amount of times they become you know basic muscle memory to yourselves um Freemasonry has those same qualities, right? If if your new members or your new candidates or your new folks get treated to just soggy, vapid, there's really no other uh, adjective for it, vapid. You know, it's just surface level garbage. That's all that they're going to think it is. And they're never going to come back. So it, it totally proves, you know, John's awful projections of 2040, Masonry dying Prove the way it is wrong. now. Prove me wrong. But exactly right, you know, so going back to to my original hope for Freemasonry is take a long, hard look at your lodge and, you know, treat it as if it were dying tomorrow and see what it is it needs in order to be a bit more successful. And if everybody does that across all their different lodges, you'll start to see little little tiny sparks of improvement. Um, you really just inspired me right there um, because... There's there's a stoic thought, um, which I, th I think it's actually from one of Marcus Adrelius's, um meditations, which says, Aurelius. Uh, that's what did I say? Adrelius. No, yes, you didn't say Aurelius, yeah. which says uh, something along the lines of, um, assume when you tuck your kids into bed at night that they're going to pass that evening, and it's very dark. It's right, but it, what it's trying to tell you is, cherish cherish what you have right now. And do the best you can to enjoy it and savor it and and be the best what you can be in the moment and when you said um a similar a similar line about uh, well assume your lodge is going to die tomorrow well then what would you do now to enjoy it what would you do to savor that lodge experience to savor the brethren right to to bring your whole self to lodge i mean imagine what what impact that would make that's that's super cool i mean let me bring that home for you. So that you're talking about um, Marcus Aurelius, not the other dude you mentioned. I don't know who that weirdo is. Oh, but uh, we're, 
that was written in meditations and it's something to the effect of as you kiss your son or your daughter, good night, whisper to yourself, he may be gone or he may be dead in right. the morning. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it really is, and it is morbid, but it is, um, it, it's basically that same mantra of treat each moment as if it were your last. And if it is, are you happy with the work that you've done in the world? You know, so I would have to happy, say no. Are you happy with your, your work at Lodge right now? Mm -hmm. No, because I think it could be better. Um, right, it could right. absolutely be better. Um, so, you know, I think that, I mean, that's a really powerful statement. Treat each moment like your last. But I think that the world at large thinks that everything is going to go on forever, right? People live forever. And, you know, when you have someone who's 25 or 30 years old and they're starting out in life, they don't think about when they're old and decrepit and they're going to die. You know, nobody thinks like that by default. But we have this really amazing initiatic experience. It's called Freemasonry that you may have heard of that actually puts you through the steps of learning how learning how to live that last moment of your life, you know, and are you proud of the person that you're going to become when you go through the other side? And I think the, for the most part, most people's answers are going to be no. And if it's no, stop what you're doing and change that. Right now. Boom. Mic drop. I'm out. Love it. All right, Jason, what do you, what do you think? What would be your resolution or resolutions for Freemasonry? At the tactical level, universal recognition with Prince Hall. I've beat this damn drum yeah, it sounds familiar. for eight years. Um, there's, there's no reason why we should have these artificial racial barriers up. And, and I'm not saying like integration, you know, bringing Prince Hall into the you know, mainstream, uh, I hate that word, Grand Lodge system, but there, there should be no reason why we shouldn't open the door for fraternal relations. Um, you know, that, that to me is, uh, at least in American Freemasonry, that is the biggest stick in the eye that we have for our organization of learned, enlightened men who are the most heavily, you know, segregated, you know, civil organization that exists today. And that's not a knock on Prince Hall that, that was, you know, that, that was a, a necessity um, based on the time. But I, I think we're, we're one brotherhood of men under the, the fatherhood of God. And we should, we should do more to cross um, racial and ethnic barriers and lines as, as an organization of enlightened men. And, and you would think that number one, kudos all about that. I, I think that you, you kind of under underscored a really important point when you were saying that, which we like to tout the fraternity as this group of enlightened individuals who change the face of the world. You know, I mean, that's the God's honest truth. 300 years ago, Freemasonry changed the course of an entire half, a hemisphere of our entire world, right? And used the tenets of Freemasonry to basically build the nation, right? So for all the Freemasons that love George Washington and love all the other Masons that started our country, you know, we love the fact that we screamed equality and liberty and, and <laughs> yes, I said George Washington. Um, he was a Mason. Um, but, you know, who screamed from the rooftops at the expense of their lives for freedom and liberty, yet to Jason's point, we, there's this kind of, we're kind of stuck in this mindset a little bit uh, about things that should be easily changeable, but they're not. So, you know, going back to what I said at the very beginning, um, let's start to live those tenets that we like to preach and that we like to put on t-shirts and bumper stickers and whatnot. Um, going back to the new bumper sticker that we'll, we'll put out soon. Why are you here? That was rhetorical. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, Jason. So that was tactical. So, so on on the macro level, I think as a fraternity, we need to refine and get back to what's truly important. You know, we have so many appendant bodies, so many 
organizations, so many potential charitable opportunities, so many, you know, ways to push the Masonic experience. And it's driving the fraternity and especially the, uh, the younger members with young kids to, it's driving them to burnout. And so as an organization, you know, and as individual lodges, we need to look to refine the things that are important to us and stop trying to boil the ocean because we just don't have the membership to do that anymore. So if we can choose, you know, even at the local lodge level to do one or two things really well, and I, I almost don't care what those one or two things are, um, then I think you'll, I, I think you'll see less burnout. Um, among you know newer members who you know came into the fraternity and then got put in the junior deacon's chair you know a month after they got installed as master mason um and you'll you know you'll start seeing brethren i think being a little bit more active um because their local lodge does things that that resonate with them and you'll you'll see a lot fewer you know pointed emails going hey this is mandatory for everybody and all officers it's a volunteer organization like the only there's there's no reason to guilt people into showing up to a meeting if you're having trouble getting attendance at a meeting or or an event then that should be pretty clear that that event or or meeting isn't valued and and isn't of value. So I would challenge the fraternity to really look at refining what it does and what it chooses to spend the time of the members doing. And and that's difficult and everybody's going to have different ideas and different opinions. Um but that's okay. It's just we just have to get away from thinking that as masons and as a fraternity we have to do absolutely everything because it's it's just it's just killing us all the things yes we have to do all the all things. things yeah uh i like that and i'm gonna kind of build on that with, with some of my thoughts as well but this is more reflected towards those actually listening those brothers who are in the craft um you know it's really it cannot be apathetic right so i think apathy Will, will kind of kill our fraternal organization. Um, and it, it is killing our organization. And, and it's, there's a risk of it getting worse if we're, we're, you know, we can fall back on COVID as an excuse to not go to an event, not go to lodge, not go to, you know, this, this, um, this activity. And so um, really right, right now I'm talking to you. I'm talking to, you know, the person listening to this if you're a Mason, like be active, that is the, the, the big takeaway. Um, I, I want to turn this from a year of speculation into a year of action, like, like actually use those working tools, uh, both literally and figuratively, but specifically, I think this is the year we take Masonry back. Let's, let's, let's think of it that way. Um, let's get out, let's get out of the neg negative headspace. Let's go into the positive. What can, what can I do? What can I do as an individual Mason to turn this, this ship around? Right? So this is solely dependent on action, like doing, doing the thing that you've been talking about doing forever. So what I, what do I mean by that? Put your money and actions where your mouth is, right? This is the time where you need to support that local charity. This is where you need to give to your youth groups. This is where you need to go to that out of state conference. You've been talking about going to one of these, one of these days, I'll go to that. Great. This is one of those days right now is one of those days. Um, buy that Masonic book. You've been talking about like, Oh, you know, it's, it's a little expensive, but I really think I'd enjoy it. Great. I'm giving you permission. Like go do that thing to, to learn that skill to, you know, to, to refine something in you. That's, that's calling. Um, of course, start that Masonic presentation. If you haven't picked up on that, now's the time. Hey, you know, I've always thought about looking at the history of my lodge. Great. Now I'm telling you, go do that thing. Go, go pick up, do it. Uh, go pick up the Google, pick up a pen and paper, whatever it is that you, you do to, to assemble your ideas, build that Masonic presentation because there is someone that you don't know that's going to really enjoy that presentation. And the only way you'll find out is by doing it, by giving the presentation, by sharing your knowledge, by learning something new, and then uh, you're going to spark some interest in, in the fraternity. 
right? Live those virtues, right? So let's, let's even go now inside, right? Where we're taught virtues, we're taught moral code. We are a, uh, a system of morality, veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols. Use them. Like this is the time to do this, especially in high political, high pandemic time is like, great. Let's go live as Masons in the world and, and really hold ourselves, hold ourselves accountable to those things that we say we are right. Um, by th- through our actions, not through our intent, not through our wearing square encompasses on our hats or anything like that. Really, by living those those virtues that we say we are, and then finally, um, focus on the positive. Right? We it, it's very easy to get caught up in the negative, like we talked about earlier. But um, you know, I'm not gonna say be the change you want to see in the world, but be the change you want to see in the world, and and uh, turn away from the negative. Really focus on on trying something because again um if um you know all life in a, all life is an experiment and those with the most experiments win now i'm calling on you to actually take a, a masonic experiment and go go try to push forward those masonic values that we hold into the world into the society into your community because that's the only way we're going we're going to make make positive change happen is by actually going out there and doing it. So make this the year of, of action. I'm calling on you to actually get off your butt and go do that thing you've been wanting to do. Now's the time to do it. And I think you you and the fraternity will benefit from that experience. I'm 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 waiting for you. And I want to hear uh, I want to hear all the good news. I want to hear you email us and say, "Hey, you know what? I did do that thing this year and the brothers loved it and we had a great experience and we talked at the bar afterwards and it was just fantastic." Like that's that's the change I want to see. That's mm-hmm. the change I want to see for the fraternity. And it doesn't happen at the top. Don't wait for a Grand Lodge edict to tell you to go do these things. That's right. Because that's the only, you have to just try something at your level. You are now empowered. I bless you to go off and take, take charge of your own Masonic experience. The real pinnacle of being a trendsetter and a change agent in in masonry is when you get a grand lodge edict that tells you not to do what What you're doing if you're not ticking someone off you're not trying hard enough (laughs) right yes if that were true i'd be the most successful person on earth yeah i was gonna say that sounds like joe's uh (laughs) on his birth certificate yes (laughs) dumpster fire Awesome, gents. Okay, so here we are at uh, the final thoughts for the show. And so the, uh, the, the final question is, um, give a short phrase of inspiration that you want to lead into 2022 for the fraternity. I'll give you uh, a, a beat to think about that. I'm good. Think Great. about it. And Joseph. I mean, Joe. Hi. Joseph's fine too. Um, I I really that wasn't very that, inspiring. All right, you shut up, cat boy. No, Hi, Joe Martinez, Pisces, Soda Stream, get one. They're awesome. My son's they gonna get mad me. that you called me cat boy because he's cat boy. Damn it! Hey, PJ Masks, awesome. Um, my kids grew up on it, but amazing show. The nugget, the nugget of uh, truly awe inspiring. The nugget of wisdom I'm gonna leave you with tonight is what we said at the very beginning. Why are you here? Find a reason and be that reason and, and be that agent agent of change in the world. Um, I mean, there's this, it's 2022 find a reason, be that reason and go do that reason and tick people off and you will be successful. Joe Martinez out. I like it. Okay. How about you, Jason? That wasn't exactly a one word checkout, Joe. It was a short phrase. I gave him I gave him a little bit. I have you know what? I have a short okay. phrase for you after after we're off live. Okay. So. Yeah, this is this is a family friendly show. We're, we're gonna get demonetized. Yeah. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> short phrase as an admonition and encouragement to everyone listening. Refine and sustain. Ooh. refine and sustain <clears throat> excellent try to do things a little bit better but then that becomes your bar yep so keep, keep it that bar up and push mm-hmm. forward 
Yeah. Love it. Keep moving those goalposts. <laughs> well, wait. No, no we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, but I, I know what you mean, and I love it. So I appreciate that, Jason. And finally... That's uh, why I like you more than Joe. I'm waiting for Joe's I'm snappy response, but anyway. Audible sigh. I will... Uh, <laughs> I love you, Joe. Joe needs to narrate his life from now on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end with uh, a related Bible verse, which uh, comes from 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, which says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is the year of action. Let's go do it. Let's go fix it. Let's go change that thing. Let's go get on that committee. Let's go participate. Let's make this the masonry that we want it to be. I'm optimistic. So should you be. You guys are awesome. Thank you all very much for watching. And keep searching for more light. Have a good night. Wow.